You're listening to the Go and Tell Gals podcast with Jess Connolly. Here, we like to equip and encourage women who run on mission. This podcast is for you if you are a mom working in an office, if you are a college student, if you are a doctor, whatever your profession, whatever your vocation, whatever your season of life, we believe God has given you gifts to use for the good of others and the glory of God. And we pray you leave this podcast feeling encouraged and ready to go. We're so glad you're here. Okay, friends, I am so excited. We are talking about summer with my favorite person to talk about summer and almost everything else in the world with my sister, Katie Walters. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Hi, friends. I'm so glad you're here. Listen, okay, I want to just say right off the bat, you and I start talking about summer. When would you say that we typically start talking about summer? I think we let Christmas get over with, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's not long after we get through goals and New Year's and all that. There's somewhere around February, March that we're like, hey, have you thought about what summer's looking like? That's what I would say. I would say the past few years, we've had a day in February that we've said, hey, do you want to talk about summer? Mm -hmm. And So I want to say this before I have you describe your life. If you guys don't know about Katie, I want you to know about her life and what it looks like for context. But I have to say, I've been asking for people's like thoughts on summer. I've been asking what are their pain points, what are their struggles? And I don't know, have you ever thought about this? But I feel like summer is the season where FOMO lives. Mm. And more than any other season, this is what I'm hearing from women. They're like, Women who have a bunch of kids or at home are like, this is really hard. I feel like no one understands. Women who are working all day are like, everyone's on vacation, must be nice. Women who are doing a little bit of both are like, hey, we're losing our minds. I don't know. I've heard just a lot of like true like FOMO and maybe even some isolation. Like everybody's particular season feels like isolating a little bit. Does that feel real when you talk to other women about summer? Oh, I think definitely, especially because when I think about summer, I think if we all had a question, it's like, what are we supposed to be doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what is this supposed to be like? What What are we supposed to do? And, you know, anytime you have those, those gaps in your life of like, wait, what am I supposed to do here? Do I stop everything? Do I summer? Am I also off of school? Whenever you have those questions, I think that is definitely where FOMO starts to live because then everything you see in other people's lives is like, well, that seems good. (laughs) Actually, that might be nice. Maybe that's what we should have been doing. You know, oh, they're on that vacation. Oh, we didn't save for that all year. You know, should we have been doing that? And so I definitely think you're right. And it's crazy the Summer to, to Thrive Guide because you and I have done, worked through this guide and goals. I mean, I can't even remember, probably at least six or seven years, you know, we've, I think it's been five or six. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, I don't know how you feel, but every single year going into it, I think I'm coming into it in a different place, in a different headspace. And this was really one of the first years that I thought it's crazy. We're having this conversation because truly just a week or two ago, I thought, I don't, I do not know if I have what it takes to summer. And you know, I love that it starts with like, you can leave fear and dread behind to embrace the abundance of the season. 
I just think it's so interesting that, you know, especially for any woman that's kind of coming into it with that space of like, what am I supposed to be doing? And I don't, I don't know that I can summer well, or (laughs) don't know that I'm ready for summer. You know, I've had certain seasons where like, it couldn't, I couldn't wait for it to get here. Cause I really felt like I had a clear picture of what I was supposed to be doing, but there's other seasons that that just hasn't been the case, you know? So I just love taking a pause to kind of get our heads around that for each individual, you know, which I think will really help to, to cut back on the FOMO. So before I tell you guys about the Summer to Thrive Guide, if you don't know about it, tell us just a little bit about what your life looks like. Tell us about your work. Tell us about your family. Tell us about what running on mission looks like for you. Well, I am, I live in Charleston near my best friend and my sister, which is a big joy and gratitude of my life. I'm so thankful that I live here with Jess. We're raising our kids in the city together and we see each other on Sundays. (laughs) at my mom's house for lunch, which is honestly a gift. And we would love to see each other multiple times throughout the week, but we're both, you know, working and moms. And so I have seven kids ages 18 to one and pretty much every age in between there (laughs) are all my kids. And I would say that they, you know, they take up a lot of the workspace of my life because I would still kind of say that I work full-time, part-time in the sense of like, I have a kid in preschool only from nine to one and he's out next week for good. You know, my four-year-old and I have some childcare through my church that will actually last through the summer for my one-year-old and she'll be able to go for some portion of the day. So it definitely is a summer where I'll be working, but I'll also, you know, want to enjoy being a mom because I'm going to have all of my kids at home and they're all doing, you know, different things this summer. But it would be really hard to basically work nine to five from home with all my kids here. So I've had to figure out how am I going to plan for that? How am I going to, you know, accommodate for that, but also enjoy the season, which is summer with your kids at home. And Francis and Benedict is the, what about say nonprofit? We actually started as a nonprofit. We have a nonprofit and a for-profit that run alongside of each other. And it's out of Togo, West Africa. It's a clothing line. So i I lead the Francis and Benedict, which we sell African wax print fashion items here in the U.S. and then use the profits to return them back to Togo for the women in Togo. So I love that. I love that job. It's really a small kind of baby business, but it definitely takes up a lot of my day. It is not a small baby business. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it is an incredible world-changing business that is absolutely changing the lives of women in America and absolutely changing the lives of women in Togo, West Africa. And you do it with such grace and such charm. But I just want to recap because she said all of that so capably, or I don't know, you never make yourself sound like you, you don't seem to ever like you know, you're just my hero. But what I just want to recap for everyone is she runs an incredible business and has seven kids. And she genuinely does it with a smile on her face and looks like a supermodel most days. And that's why I'm just always trying to do my best impression of my older sister. But well, I don't always have a smile on my face. And when I don't, (laughs) usually my sister is the one staring at me, (laughs) helping me, coaching me up. So there's definitely days that are challenging. And, and like I said, that's the wild part about there's some summers. I mean, you know, my daughter who is graduating, who's 18 this summer, she has a lot of different things going on. And a lot of my kids do, you know, the older ones. And so I feel like my summer is going to feel a little disjointed because 
we don't have this like one family vacation that we're doing, which we did last summer. And I'm so grateful that we had that time because I kind of knew that was our summer to capture everyone in the home. We weren't getting ready for college. They weren't having, she wasn't having to work so much and prepare to leave and all that. So we were really able to like embrace that and have that time as a family. But this summer is just not that for us. So I'm going to have to embrace, you know, the disjointed parts of them coming and going and leaving and us not really having anywhere to look forward to that we're all going together, you know? And so I think some of those things, especially for me who loves to create moments and memories with them can start to make me feel fearful or like, oh gosh, how's this going to feel, you know? But I do love that every woman needs those women in your corner that you can tell those fears to, and then get back to a place of gratitude to say like, gosh, there is really so much blessing here, so much to be grateful for and so much to embrace, you know, so much abundance about life right now. So there's, it definitely doesn't happen every day that there's joy, but I try to get back to it, you know, when I can. Okay. Well, we're going to get into that. Let me say first, in case you're hearing us say the phrase summer to thrive and you're like, what in the world does that mean? Summer to Thrive is a digital guide that I created a few years ago, and we've been putting it out every year and kind of altering it and adding to it. And as of right now, goodness gracious, it's like a 30-page guide with fun printables and prints, et cetera, all the things really designed to help you work through a plan for your summer to make an intentional plan to enjoy it, to soak it up for what it's worth, to leave behind fear and dread, and to embrace the abundance of this season in particular. So that being said, it is going to be about your season and and not everybody else's. But I want to start with, we're giving away just a quick little three-page version of the guide. If you want a preview of it, you can go to the show notes or go to goandtellgals.com to download the free preview So what we're going to talk about in today's episode is going to be from that free preview. So I just want to ask, first of all, like, what's the struggle? Because we start off the guide saying like, hey, what is the struggle of your summer? What does feel difficult about it? And go ahead and like list all of the fears, all of the conflicts, all of the problems, all of the stresses. And then we're going to meet them with some of God's promises and some truth. But will you just tell us, I mean, you kind of already started talking about this and I'll share too. What does feel like the struggle of this summer? I would say the struggle of this summer, before I really sat down to start to try to work through it, at first it was kind of the, how am I going to work? You know, how am I going to make work happen? And the business has definitely grown. Whereas last summer, the way that I did last summer and took a family vacation was I woke up and worked from five to eight in the morning while we were gone to kind of keep that part running. And my team told me a couple of months ago, like, hey, you know, that was awesome, but I'm not really sure we can do that this summer. <laughs> so I think I started there with that kind of struggle of, all right, I'm not going to be able to work from five to eight in the morning and still, you know, lead well. So my first struggle was I'm going to have to figure out how I'm going to work and also mother, you know, with everyone at home. That kind of started it for me. Also, my second part of my struggle was, again, we didn't really have a set family vacation that we were planning to do. And we had chosen that, you know, we really had chosen that. And I think keeping that at the forefront of my mind, 
especially when it comes to the FOMO thing, especially when it comes to July 1st. And I'm looking at everybody, you know, on their amazing vacations on social, you know, I'm going to have to protect that for myself too, of like, Hey, this is the path that we chose. And is there anything I, I need to do to still create those memories, that fun, something to look forward to. Even Jess, we were talking about that today, like a week that we could do some staycation stuff together. You know, I'm going to have to kind of manage that piece too. So those were kind of my two biggest struggle areas, I would say. Yeah, that's real. I think my biggest struggle is we've got a few things up in the air that I just have no idea. I love a plan and I love to make a good plan. Like, for example, I'm not totally sure where my kids are going to school in the fall. You know, we have some like family stuff going on that we're like, okay, is this big thing going to happen this summer? Is it not? We're just really not sure. And that is a really big struggle for me because, you know, I love a plan and I love to on the details. And so it's been really interesting. Now in that I've really, I've found some hope as I speak promise and truth over it. I feel some hope about getting to hear from the Holy Spirit every day and getting to kind of like shift the way that I worship and the way that I lead and even the way that I respond to God, even without a plan. And so I'm like, all right, we're going to grow a new muscle here this summer. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited about what that's going to look like. That's right. I love that for you. And you know what I was thinking when you're talking is that, and when y'all say she likes a plan, I'm talking like, you know, she has a plan from 5 a.m. <laughs> until nine o'clock at night. Like every part of it is outlined. You know, but I think about this summer, how a lot of the joy for you is going to come that you don't have to have that extensive structure because you're not taking the kids to and from school, you know, because you're some of those parts of your, of your life doesn't have to be as it, you know, as structured, structured so much that makes your life thrive in this season, you know? So that part I think will be a joy if you can pivot. And the same for me about, you know, even family vacation for most people, they're thinking some kind of family vacation in the summer, but with our family being kind of heavy in the, the sense of like, there's a lot of children, there are a lot of different ages, you know, sleep is a priority for the one year old. There's a lot of things we would have to take to make a vacation let's call it a memory making trip because all parents know it wouldn't be a vacation, you know, but even to have a memory making trip, you know, if I can really pivot my mind to say, actually, I can probably make better core memories or fun and free, less stressed memories with them here in this season than I could if I'm trying to move them all somewhere. If I can rethink it in that way, you know, usually the season that we're in also has some, some true gifts if we can, you know, just think about them a little different than what's been typical of our last season, which is definitely not summer. Yeah. (laughs) You know? So you already touched on that because let's talk about memories because in the guide, we're going to ask you to think about past summer memories that felt really important. And we're going to talk about future memories that you want to make this summer. I think it's so helpful to say, Hey, here are the future memories I want to make this summer because not only are you then intentional to plan them, to carve them out, to work for them where you can, but also I feel like you're able to soak them up and pay a little more attention when they come to say like, Hey, don't stress. You know, if the moment isn't exactly right, you can take a deep breath and say like, this is the memory I wanted to make one way or the other. Let me just enjoy it and be present in it and be truly absolutely grateful for it. 
So with that being said, are there memories that you are excited or would want to hopefully make this summer? Yes. So I would say for me, and again, this is coming from large family, you know, talking that a lot of times throughout the week, throughout the months of our year, our one-on-one times with our kids, we try to capture them when they're happening. Like we're driving this person to a sports event. We are taking this, you know, this child here, we're running to the grocery store and asking if one of them wants to come with us. Our life is so full that we can't really do like, hey, it's a, it's an Asher mom date this week. You know, that doesn't really happen for us. And so I think one of the things that I'm most excited to kind of work through a plan for this summer is just to be a little more intentional with that one-on-one time. I've structured my work days so that on Wednesdays, I am going to do the like five to eight in the morning work time so that I'm just free to have no meetings on Wednesdays. That doesn't mean I'm like on sabbatical and might not check email or check my check my phone, but I'm not going to intentionally plan meetings that day. And so that's my day that I can, you know, take my 14 year old son to Chick-fil-A for breakfast, you know, and I could potentially go out to the beach that afternoon while Adele's napping with a couple of the boys if somebody's here with her, you know, just to be open to to what the day holds, you know, and in order for me to do that, I'm not going to be able to look at every Wednesday of June and July and plan like an exciting activity, you know, (laughs) for all of us. But I think just setting my heart on being open to those one-on-one times you know, in the kind of relaxed day of summer is one of the memories that I'm hoping to make. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Can I tell you one that isn't family or vacation related? Though There are those that I'm really excited about, but I just want to like normalize, hey, it's also okay to be excited about work. And I am really excited. We are launching an internship program at Go and Tell Gals for the first time. And just FYI, also, this is your PSA that our internship program is still open. It's not just for gals in college. We've already had a bunch of like adult women uh, apply and we're like, this is absolutely for you. It's for, yeah, any women who are like, listen, one day I'd like to write a book or I'd like to have a podcast. I'd love to see behind the scenes and get my hands in this and help out. But I'm really excited because one thing we're doing this summer is we're ending summer with an intern weekend where we're going to have all our interns come to Charleston and like really get some time coaching them and getting them acclimated to the work and just hopefully caring for their soul a little bit. And I'm so excited about it. And I I think it's going to be such a fun way to like end the summer and soak up the season and then start fall, kick off fall. So I'm really excited about that. That is so awesome. Yes, that is so, that is so, so exciting. My work thing that I've more excited about than I can even talk about in fact that you are going to Togo with me. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I've never been to Africa. I've never been to Togo. I never can't even handle Togo. that. Meet your seamstresses and I cannot wait. We have the world's shortest trip, but I'm so <laughs> excited for what God's going to do in that short amount of time. Oh, me too. I cannot, cannot wait. Yeah, that is a joy. Okay, in the Summer to Thrive guide, when you purchase the full guide, we're going to talk a ton about rhythms. And you and I talk a ton about rhythms. Our mom taught us really well. We basically can't live without rhythms. So I want to just touch on really quickly, what are some summer rhythms that work for you, that help you feel more sane, more whole, more worshipful? Because we know, especially in summer, it's sometimes not the best season 
for, again, like a super strict schedule. And so can just be such a helpful aid in this summer, in this season, particularly. Okay. So for me, this is really important. And I, because I have mom, I am a mom of little, if, if anyone is, you know, I also have older kids, but for me, you know, getting up early is a rhythm of my life that really does help me thrive and have health because it, it's my time. It's my time to spend with the Lord. It's my time to get ahead of the day. I just let it be my time. And I have found that in summer, that is not something I want to sacrifice every day. So I do not want to sleep in every day. Even though you may feel like that is the time to rest and relax for me, there is time to do that. And I want to do that, you know, even more like potentially I've been thinking through the summer, like I actually want to only get up 60% of the time early during the summer, whereas typically I do that 80% of the time so that I have more mornings to to sleep in, which means I have more late nights to hang with my older teens and don't have to go to bed quite as early. You know, that early morning, I'm actually doing a break in free from body shame Bible study, which you all would love and need to get good um, with my girls and some friends that have some girls that I, you know, know that have come back from college, some that are about to go to college. And we decided to do a sunrise Bible study on those Wednesday mornings. And I'm just in the sunrise girl. I love a sunrise. And it's like, that is a rhythm that I'm really looking forward to, to be able to have that time, get up with them, meet them on the beach that early, have coffee. You know, it's just something that is going to really make summer for me and hopefully also be impactful for them. And so I would just say, you know, that's one that I would talk through that like may not seem like rest, but for me, it truly is a point of rest to take care of, you know, myself, honestly, and in some of those ways by not sleeping in every single day, even though I don't have to get yet to get the kids out the door for school. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. Okay, I have an off the wall one. But I'm, I'm the same about getting up early. And I really like to work early in the mornings. If I can, if I can work like eight to two on a summer day, I feel like I'm thriving. That's my best life now. But or even seven to one, and then maybe like revisit work in the evening. The summer rhythm that I'm really excited about that I've done in summers past is I stop running like multiple miles and I start just running one mile a day. Oh, I love that too. I try to do the like one mile worship every day. And the reason why is it's so hot. It's too hot to run four miles. It's so hot. Here in Charleston, we can't play like that. But I've found that if I run one mile, it's a consistent way to connect with my body and my soul every single day. Sometimes I end up doing a little bit more. Sometimes I come back and do some weights or some body weights or some yoga or something like that. But I love kind of shifting my perspective in the summer from running to many, many miles to just one. Okay. I love that. That is such a good rhythm. and honestly, like really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's just like a fun one that works for me. Okay. The summer to thrive guide is available. You guys can get the preview, the three page preview. If you look in the show notes, or if you go to go and tell gals.com and that's where you can get the whole guide as well, which also when you get the whole guide, we're going to text you and check in on you. We're going to send you like fun summer lock screens. So I absolutely suggest the whole guide. It's 30 pages as opposed to about three. And you're just going to be blessed by it. I hope and I pray. I know it really helps me literally every single summer. 
Okay. I have a couple rapid fire questions about summer. Do you have a minute to stay with us for just a few more minutes? Yeah. Okay. First, I want to say this. So I told you this privately. This is actually the second time I recorded this podcast. The first time I recorded this podcast, I did it on my own and I realized well, I, I just need a friend here to talk about summer. Katie's who I really want to talk about summer with. We, I was actually going to record another podcast with you this week about summer and I was like, let's just combine the two. But I want to tell you another reason I decided to re-record it is here's the reason. I went on Instagram and I said like, hey, I'm getting ready to record a podcast about summer. What questions, what pain points do you guys have? And then I put up one of those little question boxes. And about four minutes later, when I went to go record, there were maybe six questions. When I looked a few hours later, there were, hold on, I'm going to tell you, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, sixteen. Oh, I don't know my eights timetables that well. 24, 32, 40, 48, 50, what's 48 wow. plus eight? 56, 64. 72. I mean, they were, I'm not even close. There had to have been at least a hundred, but I tell you, this is what got me. So I'm literally looking at them right now and all the things people put in the question pod and Katie, you're not going to believe this. I'm going to read these out loud to you. Okay. Comparing my body to everyone else's on the beach. My biggest problem about summer is shorts, bathing suits. Wait for it. There's Mm. more having my body exposed. Hold on. Here's another one. Clothing and feeling confident. Here's another one. Bathing suits. Wow. Hold on. Jean shorts and swimsuits. Being in a swimsuit. Bearing skin. I hate the clothing of summer. Here's another one. Being physically exposed. Again, I could not get over it. So I just couldn't get over it because I'm looking at like, entry after entry. And obviously body shame is like 75% of what I'm talking about on my Instagram. I feel like it's all I talk about. So I just had to pause because I was like, wait, hold on. Even my girl who's here all the time, who has heard me say now for a year and a half, like your body is good. You don't have to get it ready for summer. She is still really struggling with that. So I do just want to say really quickly, this is not an ad and this is not a plug, but this is me saying you have to fight back and you have to get mad and you cannot, cannot, cannot waste one more summer of your life feeling like a victim. You are absolutely a free woman and you absolutely have the tools to lead other women to freedom. So do not try to make your body better. Do not try to process your way out of body shame, but break free. Get the Bible study. Get six women. Start doing it now. Meet every week. Meet twice a week, but get mad and get angry and do not settle for one more summer of feeling like this. So, oh, Yeah. And the reason why, Jess, I think it's so important for them to do the study and to speak these words over them. And the reason why even you're getting those questions, even though you talk about it and speak these words, is just like we said when we started, is a lot of the FOMO from summer comes from thinking like, what are we supposed to be doing? And the truth is about our bodies, culture tells us something different than what God has made our bodies to do and what we're supposed to be doing in them. You know, and so all of the the pressure that they're feeling from summer is because you may not know what you're supposed to be doing in your body. 
for the summer, but you are not supposed to be coming to any kind of cultural standards that makes you feel exposed or sexualized or that you have to live up to some certain way or, you know, and so, but as women putting on the armor, you know, is really speaking that truth of ourselves every day because they're walking into a culture that, you know, is seeking to shame and, you know, all of those things. So I think it is so important. That's why I'm doing it with my girls in my house and the ones coming home from college, because I want them to know, hey, what are you supposed to be doing in that body that God gave you? Is living on mission, advancing the kingdom of heaven, you know, but they can't not hear it enough for sure. Just like you and I have to hear it, you know, again from each other. So I love that they Same. were vulnerable enough to say that, you know, coming into this season, I'm, I'm really thinking about that. I'm having fear over that specific issue. Fight back. Okay. A lot of people asked about like getting alone time with kids home. You would say mornings, right? You might have to enjoy the mornings by yourself. Yeah, that's the deal for me. But I, I mean, otherwise, I would say like you are worth it to make sure you have a plan. You know, it's worth it to make sure you have a plan. You don't have to be working or making money to feel like you get to have a plan. Like you are worth it to make sure you have a plan for that. Okay. I want to just add one thing, whether it's like, Hey, we're going to have designated quiet time in the afternoon. PS, you can have quiet time when your kids are 13. You know what I'm saying? Like you can have designated hey, two to four. Agreed. Nobody talks in this house. You can be on screens. You can do whatever you need to do, but we are quiet. But I would also say this. I am maybe five or so summers into quieting my house for the summer So some ways that I do this, because I'm a person who gets overwhelmed really easily, is I will literally take art off my walls. I don't buy flowers. Oh, wow. Like there's certain things that I have to do to make my house very quiet and less fussy because it is like one thing that just overwhelms me. And it's the things that I have to like fuss with in my house that keep me from enjoying quiet time. So for example, like no throw pillows on the sofa for summer. There's no like cute blankets anywhere else. P.S. It's hot. I stopped buying flowers. My family did like a massive spring summer cleaning this weekend. And we just quieted the house. Like we cleaned out Tupperware drawers and we cleaned out old toiletries. Just anything that makes me feel a little less like everything is coming at me. And it makes the times that I do have to be quiet, just a little more simple. And that helps me a lot. Yeah, I totally agree. I love the intentionality of just thinking that through, you know, one of my things was like, last summer, I said, Hey, I'm not doing socks this summer, seven kids, but four boys. And I was like, this, this summer, mom, we're not doing socks. We're not washing socks. I'm not finding socks playing anywhere, you know, I don't know if that works in every in every environment or you know culture, but here I was like it's flip flops for the summer. So, but just the intentionality of thinking through, right? What can you simplify? That's a big deal. You know my thing about my kids and shoes. They have one pair of shoes, and now that they're teenagers, if you want more than one pair of shoes, that's okay. You can buy one more than one pair of shoes. I need such a simple life <laughs> that I'm like we can we can just do the one pair of shoes per season. That's what I got. If it's flip-flops, great. You can wear them to church. We have to go to a funeral. It's okay. We'll figure it out. We'll wear flip-flops. It's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's fine. That's right. Oh, this is hilarious because awesome. this came up a few times in the comments. And I actually, I have a word for somebody. What do you do about sweat stains in the summer? What do you do about sweating in the summer? 
that. Well, let me say what I, what I want to share. And then you, if you have anything to add, you go for it. I don't know who needs to hear this, but somebody listening needs to hear this. If you need to give up on natural deodorant for the summer, that's okay. It's all right. And I will tell you, (laughs) I'm a natural deodorant girl. I want to be a natural lady. I want to be like a little crunchy, you know, it's not for right now. It's, it's already, you know, 112 degrees in Charleston. And I had to go back to the stuff that, you know, you just buy at Target that is definitely not natural, but is going to help me get through. And that's not going to be right for everybody, but that was right for me. I'll come back to natural deodorant in October. That's when it'll be good for me again. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> um, okay. That. Last one. How do you keep any ways that you keep like consistent community or good rhythms with your people in the summer? Well, one is going to be, you know, me doing that breaking free. I'm excited about that. Even though it's kind of more girls that I'm mentoring, but it's still going to be community. But then also I try to get together with a small group of women. And so this summer we've talked about already shifting our rhythm to like doing something with the kids. And, you know, again, just trying to be intentional about it. Like, you know, when we're going to the beach, going to a certain station, texting, you know, hey, we're going out as a family if anybody's there. So, um, and then kind of shifting our game, even, you know, even you and I, like, as we have talked through our summer, we have a pretty clear rhythm right now of every Sunday and then certain other special times, you know, well, in the summer, some of that stuff might have to shift. We might not get every Sunday together because our lives are not as rhythmic. So we've kind of said, like, where are we going to spend time together this summer? I would just say my biggest, you know, my biggest thing is just to be intentional about it. And just have a conversation, have like with your friends who work, with your friends who stay at home, with your friends who do a little bit of both, with your friends who are in college, with your friends who are school teachers, just have the conversation. Like what time do you have free this summer? When would you like to get together? Let's make a plan. Like text somebody today, send them this podcast episode and say like, Hey, we should make a plan. Let's figure it out. You're my summer girl. Surprise. You're my summer girl. Let's figure this out together. Surprise. You're my (laughs) summer girl. Let's do summer to thrive together. Let's go to a coffee shop. Let's talk about our rhythms. Let's talk about what's going to work for us. And let's make some memories. Amen. All right. You're my summer girl forever. And I love you. And I can't wait to do summer with you. The working, the playing, the resting, the hustling, the carpooling, all of it. I'm so proud of you. Thanks for being my best friend and the best coach to all of us. Oh, I love you. Listen, get your free preview of Summer to Thrive Guide either in the show notes of this podcast or at goandtellgals.com. And when you're ready, go ahead and get that whole guide. It's $15 for the 30-page digital guide. We would love to text you and just check in. You can actually text us back, me and the whole Go and Tell Gals team, and say, hey, here's what I'm wrestling with. Do you have any ideas for this, et cetera? We would love to be on your team. And also, when you get that guide for $15, you get fun summer lock screens and prints, et cetera. It's going to be awesome. We love you guys. We bless you. It's time to go and tell. Love you.
Thank you for listening to the Go and Tell Gals podcast. We're so grateful you're here. Listen, would you do us a favor? If this episode has blessed you in any way, shape, or form, would you leave a quick review wherever you listen to the podcast? It helps us. It helps other people find Go and Tell Gals. Also, if you want to, send a screenshot to a friend or post about it on social media. We would also love to hear from you. So head to our Instagram, Go and Tell Gals, shoot us a DM, send us a comment, or you can join our Facebook community by searching Go and Tell Gals. We would love to connect with you more. We are so proud of you. God is mighty in you. Let's go. Thank you.